Hey, Sanford! Welcome to Hey Sanford. My name is Sean Sullivan. I'm your host, and this here is... James Harmon. James Harmon. And James, you are? I'm a video teacher at Sanford Regional Technical Center, and uh, just thought that it would be an awesome idea to start a Sanford podcast. Ricky, our producer, came to me with the idea first, and both of us were thinking, hey, you know who would make a great host? Oh, no. <laughs> Sean Sullivan. <laughs> Well, thank you, James. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for asking. This has been fun. Yeah. The uh, Ricky, by the way, that he was the guy who said, hey, Sanford, before the opening jingle. Yeah. And that jingle, by the way, was created by Odin Kammerer, a student, actually a graduate, class yep. of 2019 of uh, Sanford Regional Technical Center, uh, where we find ourselves right now. We're recording this live in the studio at the new Sanford High School in SRTC. It's an amazing facility. Got some great lights, great equipment. Um, can't think of a better way to make some use of it. So yes. thanks for joining us today, everybody. And in addition to Odin, there's somebody else we'd like to thank. Uh, Aideen Cullen is our editor, correct? Correct. Yes, she helped us uh, with some of the interviews that we'll be doing and uh, did a great job. Awesome job. The Okay, so James, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well. Summer's here. You have any big plans? Uh, big plans? Well, in this very studio, we're gonna make it look like an apartment and we're gonna make a short film for the Sanford International Film Festival right here. No kidding. What's Action the movie, it's a crime film uh, written by a local guy, Manly Irish. Yes. Um, the film is called Staring Down a Barrel and it's, uh, and that's, it's pretty intense. And that'll be, be this summer. Yeah. So you have plans. I actually don't have any plans. I just returned from a family trip to Virginia and now, don't know what's next. That's amazing, Sean. I'll, I'll, ta I'll take it as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, we've got a podcast. We have a podcast to do. Okay, yes, that's what I'll be doing this summer, folks. I'll be doing the podcast all summer long. That's right. Yes. So, okay, so I'll tell you what. We have a big show for you planned. Um, we have Mayor Tom Cody, the first guest of this podcast, Hey Sanford. And then after that, we'll have a musical guest, too, B-Side which is Larry Robertson and Josh Randall. Uh, and together they have a new album out and they're going to perform two songs from that album. And uh, so we have that to look forward to yeah. as well. Stick around, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so you're gonna hear that jingle again. And after that, it'll be Mayor Tom Cody here on Hayes Sanford. All right, uh, welcome back. We're gonna jump right in. We have our first guest for our very first podcast. It is Mayor Tom Cody, the mayor of Sanford. Welcome. Well, Welcome to Hey Sanford. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's yes. exciting. Yes. Brand new adventure. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> the Now, in terms of interviews, you, um, I've interviewed you back in my Sanford News days and even with the co-star. So right. I know in print and I know you've been on television and on radio. Is this your first podcast interview? It is. I had asked my kids what a podcast was exactly. <laughs> uh, they assured me that we wouldn't be filming. <laughs> Here we are filming, so yes. it, it is what it is. So I'm glad I'm wearing clothes. Yes, so, yeah. we are. We are here at uh, Sanford High School. Uh, it's new studio, James Harmon's studio, and Sarah Schnell's. And uh, yes, this is very nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really well done. It's uh, my first podcast as well. So we'll we'll find our way through this together. You got it. <laughs> um, first thing I want to ask you, as yeah. as mayor, uh, what about Sanford right now, current developments are you most excited about that you would hope that all of us listening uh, right now would be into, uh, would be excited about as well? 
Yeah, there's a few things. Um, one of the things that really comes to mind initially is the, is the broadband mm. expansion or, or, or you know, creation thereof of this broadband network we're, work, work, we're working on. And uh, it's, it's, gosh, I've been working on this uh, with the city manager and various people for the entire time I've been mayor, which is going on six years here. So wow. uh, we sort of talking about it conceptually, you know, when I first started, and now we're rolling out fiber as we speak. So there's 40 plus miles of, of fiber optic cable being laid out throughout the community. And, That's uh, incredible. It is. And the city had to go out and get this, right? Because there's the, again, not very good with the technical language, but the, the, the binder is in, was in Wells and just missed Sanford, yeah. right? Yeah. So we went out, Sanford went out, uh, you and others, and created this opportunity for us so that we can have uh, broadband. Uh, what will be some of the benefits of that? Well, you know, from a business perspective, it's really the, the key benefit. So if you have businesses that need to lo move, you know, large amounts of data over the internet, which is a, you know, it's becoming sort of a necessity for most businesses that, that do any sort of, you know, communication to the outside world to be able to communicate effectively, but also with large files, things of that nature. Um, it's going to help us attract new businesses, uh, folks, you know, that would be in the software business, for example, any kind of software development that you know, you need to move these files from one place to another. You, you couldn't do that currently in Sanford. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it's becoming sort of this basic infrastructure that every community needs, but we're going sort of above that and offering sort of the state of the art, best of the best, uh, and, and putting Sanford sort of in this, you know, highly competitive area of a few communities around the country that offer this kind of service. So it's, for us, we're looking for those differentiating factors that, that separate us from you know, Wells and Kenny Bunk and, mm -hmm. and whoever, because we, we need it, obviously. So we've got some ground to cover, some ground to make up. And I think this is one of those things that is really a good economic engine for us. Very nice. Yeah. It, it's supposed to create uh, jobs, um, a lot of uh, revenue. Yeah. And I, that started in November, correct? That's when the sign went up in Central yeah, Park. Yeah, the sign went up. There was a lot of details, a lot of things that needed to occur before actually we started laying fiber. Uh, things as simple as you, know, you attach them to the telephone poles. Well, you know, some of those wires up there are in the wrong spots currently. Hmm. So it's a matter of, you know, this company moving their wire down and us moving our wires up. And th that was a really tedious process that went on for way, way, way too long. But, you know, we're beyond that now, though. I mean, the city manager, Steve Buck, has done an amazing job just yes. navigating this you know, process, which is really sort of uncharted waters. No one's doing this like we're doing it. Is, uh, uh, when is it supposed to be complete? It's, it's upon us. It's happening. Nice. Yeah. So if you're a, a resident uh, with, you know, the Internet at home, mm -hmm. uh, what benefits should you be able to see? I think long term you're going to see benefits. I think initially what you're going to see is a happier business community. Mm -hmm. uh, really, the initial build out is, is to service the businesses and, and, and attract businesses. Long term, this will roll out to the community as far as res residential service. So that's exciting as far as the ability to have really high speed Internet to your home, your premise, whatever it is you work at or, 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 or you know, reside. That's going to be huge. So, you know, the, there's claims out there that, yes, we have fiber running all over the place. And that's really not the case. It's, it's a lot more marketing than reality. So, right. and, and from a, I guess, a residential attraction, long term, we'll be able to attract folks who work from home. So come up to Maine, enjoy the Maine lifestyle, work from your home and, you know, whatever business you're in, whether it's software development, you're in business development, whatever it is, working remotely. You know, that, that's a great feature to have that you have this really high-speed internet at your fingertips. Plugs Sanford into the world. Absolutely. Brings the world to Sanford. And, you know, we're going from having some of the worst connectivity to the best connectivity to the anywhere most available. 
Yeah. So it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good switch. Nice. Yeah. What would you say um, are some of the, let's see, uh, unresolved challenges or things that, yeah. that uh, the city's still working on, you and the council and, and uh, the city manager and his administration? Uh, what would you say um, needs the attention right now and is unresolved and how you hope it will be resolved? I, I, one of the things we talk about constantly is housing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look back, we've got these massive mill structures that were built, you know, in late 1800s that attracted thousands and thousands of people. And my ancestors for sure came down to work in the mills. And a lot of the people came in about 1900 to 1910, 1920. So these, you know, we have lots and lots of mill housing that went up. Um, and those mills are obviously long gone. They're, those businesses are long gone. So rather than implying, apply, uh, employing thousands of you know, jobs there, they're basically, you know, mostly empty or, or have some different uses now. Um, but the, the housing still remains, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that housing is, is really reached its sort of lifespan. It's, it's beyond its useful lifespan. And, and you see it. It's, you know, we have, we have people in the community living in really poor conditions. Um, so we talk a lot about that, that problem, that issue. We've got, you know, a massive base. We've like, it's a, you know, 33% of our population lives in apartment buildings. Uh, and, the, and the majority of those were built sort of before 1930. And they don't put out a lot as far as uh, tax income. So if you own a you know multi, or a single family home in Sanford, you, you pay a lot more than a multifamily unit mm-hmm. sort of contributes. And boy, that's a, that's a hard problem to figure out. And, An ongoing uh, issue. We, we, we've taken down some buildings that were condemned and are vacant and things of that nature. We're going to continue to do that. Uh, but we also want to incentivize the redevelopment of these structures as well. So how do we promote in, you know, sort of a, an injection of, of investment into certain communities that, that really need it? Uh, so that's sort of the next phase of this is how do, we, you know, how do we attract new residents by saying, hey, come to our community. We can help you with you know, these kind of resources to maybe take over an abandoned, abandoned building or, or a dilapidated multifamily and fix it up, move in, live there, you know, and contribute to the economy in a positive way. And this is an issue that persisted for decades and yeah, is only did. newly uh, actually on, on your watch the last several years uh, started to really dive into and yeah. address and acknowledge. Yeah. So the, uh, I want to talk about uh, leadership. I'm okay. fascinated by leadership. <laughs> and, uh, and let's see, you were first elected in 2013. That's right. First yeah. popularly elected uh, mayor mm-hmm. in the city of Sanford. Uh, we became a city was in 2013, right? We approved it in 2012 at the polls. We right. agreed this That's is what we're going to do. Yes. And on New Year's Day, we woke up, we were a city. And you were elected mayor in 2013 to a two-year term, right? Three-year term. The, the first one was three yeah. years? Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's see, you had you were in a race, a three-way race, and you acquired, I think it was about 67%, 70% of the vote. Yeah. I yeah. don't have the statistic in front of me, but it, it, was a, it was a clear victory. And the thing that impressed me is that in the next two elections, you got 100% of the vote. Of those who voted, <laughs> yes. Yes, 100% of the, <laughs> the uh, You only usually see that in dictator countries, in a democracy. That's very impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, this past go around, I, I'm, I'm beginning yes. to think, am I the person that doesn't really understand? Um, <laughs> it's, it, for everybody out yeah. there, as they probably well know, I mean, you just you you were unchallenged in your bids for re-election. That's right. And, yeah. and um, the... Uh, this is your final term, right? According to the charter, this yeah. is it. And one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you had never before 
uh, ran, run for public office, correct? This was that's, your that's, first foray. That's right. Yeah. You had served on the budget committee, right? For, Which is for appointed. For a season, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so that was an appointed position. Mm -hmm. But actually, throw your hat in the proverbial ring and get out there and, yeah. and with signs and running and put yourself on the ballot. This was your first foray. Uh, what made you decide uh, to seek uh, the... The mayor's, the newly created mayor's position. That's a that's a great question. I, I I think I'd answer that differently then than I would now. Probably uh, back then I was a probably a wide-eyed, excited young fella that had lots of big ideas, and I thought I had a lot of the solutions sort of in my head, sort of wrapped up. Um, when you dive into the noise and you, you do it for a couple of years, you realize yeah, it's not quite as simple as you might imagine it's going to be. Um, you know, why did I seek the mayorship versus the council? I, I think I wanted to have a bigger voice, to be honest. I mean, it just is what is it what it is. I, I you know, I felt like I had some something to offer, some perspectives. I'd, I'd recently lived in Nashua, Merrimack, New Hampshire, then moved back, but I'm from here. Um, I don't sell anything to this town. I don't really do business in this town. I don't owe anybody anything. I, I felt that that was a different approach to come in and just be like, I. I I can sort of operate independently, if you will, and focus on the problems and the bigger issues uh, than, than I felt was, was occurring before I got here. Uh, and, we, and we've done that for the most part. We, we've, you know, some, some things have probably been uh, ignored probably longer than they should, but, you know, we're, we've built this amazing new high school, mm -hmm. rolling out the state's largest broadband network. Uh, we're clearing the fields right now for the state's largest solar array. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to contribute to tons of you know um, taxable income to the community. Yeah, we we worked like heck to try to get a uh, an amusement attraction in South Sanford. There was a lot of things we did and continue to do that that are foundational issues that I felt really weren't being addressed, and there was a lot of sort of circling, if you will. Well, so I, I just I felt like I had that ability to come in and just and, and try to take. Not not control because it's not the right word. Just sort of charge. I wanted to help that group, you know, focus on on goals in a direction. I remember you saying in the beginning that when when you and I would speak that uh, you wanted to create in Sanford a culture of winning. Mm -hmm. uh, how? Um, what are some of the ways that that you've tried to do that over the past uh, six years now, seven years now? I think we we it's it's a couple of different ways to look at this, and, and some of it is expectations and sort of accountability. Um, I think we, we've, growing up in Sanford, you're, you're, you're willing to sort of concede certain things and behaviors. And I, I think we've reached a point where this, we can no longer concede some of those things. We, we have to expect more from ourselves and our, our, our residents. And until you do that, you can't really expect to sort of gain traction to win, and, and as, you, as you suggested, I'm sure I said you know, eight years ago, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, cleaning up the blight, for example, we won't have it. Um, if if people come into this community and they see dilapidated houses and trash on front lawns and things of that nature, or the, or the grass is two feet high, this says a lot about us and what what we're willing to sort of put up with. Um, so I, I think that changing of that mentality and, and enforcing some rules that you know, while sort of unpopular at the time, now people sort of hey, you know what? Let, yeah, let's take care of those dilapidated buildings. It, it's a change of of mentality that I think is long overdue. Um, you know, fixing up the downtown, the mill district, the, the midtown mall, you know, we've got some, some new life in there, things mm -hmm. of that nature where, gosh, those things sat, you know, forever. The, 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 the old Jenrin Lumber building that was like that when we were kids here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the reinvention and the revitalization, it's, it's, 
it's in evidence. It's, it's slow. It's, yeah, it's yeah. slow but sure, yeah. Yeah. and is spreading. Is it's spreading throughout the downtown? Well, good, it, it, and it is, and it's so it, it's so important because it, you know you try to attract young families or whoever. You got this brand new state of the art high school, and, and you know you kind of look around. You're like, oh, I'm not so sure everything's all set here. Mm-hmm. So we, it's like you know, one project at a time, and just start nailing them. You know, sort of right. And at one point, it. Reach, reaches a tipping point. You, you reach some critical mass, and you go, oh, we're, we're starting to achieve some things. Uh, there's a lot of pride in the community, and it's also, you know, unfortunately, we have, you know, 30, 40 people who, who get on social media and just have a really big voice and, and, and knock it down constantly, but there's folks like yourself, thank you, that, Thanks. you know, view the world in an optimistic perspective, and, and it means a lot, and there's a lot more people that view it that way than the negative, that from what I've seen. It just it is a leadership question. How do you, knowing that element is is out there and expresses themselves in that in that way that, uh, not a constructively critical way, but actually in a in a negative way, in a, a pessimistic way. Yeah. Um, how how do you, as mayor of Sanford, how do you deal with that when you hear it, come across it? I don't come across it nearly as much as you think I would, right? So that there's a big voice on social media. Those people hardly ever contact me. I mean, I, I've. I'm aware of it. I, I know generally who they are. I, I, the number of times people have called me about a particular topic uh, is probably less than 25 hmm. in the in the six years. I mean, since I say it in all sincerity, it, it hardly ever happens. So then I'll, I'll I'll actually see Pam's like, oh, did so and so contact you? No, that didn't happen. So right. that happens a lot, right? So, um, you know, I don't care that much. I, maybe I should. I. I you know, I know where we need to get to. I, I've probably hurt some feelings along the way. Um, it, it's not all, you know, well, there is kissing babies and petting dogs. <laughs> There's a lot of decisions that need to be made. And I think when people get on the council, they go, oh, wow, this is kind of uncomfortable. Yes. Um, I, I've you, seen that time again in, in you yeah, know, yeah. my newspaper days where you have, they run, then they're elected. And then once they're, right. they're seated, they, they see how challenging And I went through be. that too. I mean, we had to put up a, the first year we were, Putting up the uh, the cell tower in Springvale, I'm like, oh, boy, that people are upset about this, and I, you know, <laughs> I didn't know quite what to do, and uh, you know, so right out of the gate, you got to make these decisions that someone's got to be unhappy about, and you know, so you, you you navigate, you do the best you can, but generally, I, I for better or worse, I'm I'm somewhat indifferent of a person. I I, I don't get caught up in, in sort of people's impressions of me, and I know I'm doing the best I can. That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that's I've been that way probably my whole life. <laughs> probably probably it, should care a little more, you, well. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it is what it is. So I, you know, who do you draw upon for inspiration? Whether it's somebody in your own life, somebody oh, in the national or global stage, who are some of the leaders that uh, you are impressed with and 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 uh, try to take lessons from or emulate as you as that's you a, uh, work great. with your colleagues to to lead Sanford. You know, I I don't know if there's a person I, I try to emulate. I mean, my parents are great people. They they you know. My dad's one of those guys that always did the right thing. If, if he pulled over my grandmother for speeding, he'd give her a ticket. <laughs> yeah, he's just—he's one of those kind of guys, you know. Um, you know, his voice is, is big in my head. Um, you know, Pam and the girls, I'm well-grounded. I, I, I get lots of advice, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I, it, it's, it's a hard one. And not that I don't lo- I look up to lots of people. And there's people in, within an organization that do an amazing job every day. Steve Buck is a guy that, you know, our city manager that just works endless, endless amounts of hours. And he's not even from here. He's from the county. And he, he looks after our community like he did grow up here. And I see those kind of people doing their thing. And, you know, the Jim Nyman from the Growth Council, just an eternally optimistic, positive guy. 
uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I need, I need some more of that in my life. I need some more positivity. So there's people you gravitate to in certain spots and, and, and sort of help you, you know, navigate the, the roads. Right, the healthy kind of optimism, not yeah. the Pollyanna, you know, red-tinted, right, rose-tinted no. glasses, but the kind that uh, believes in favorable outcomes and works towards well, them. Well, but th that you can, mm -hmm. right? So if you give up and say, there's nothing we can do here, it's, then you're we right, might as well not be there. You right. know? So th th there's an end, you know what it looks like. It's just getting there is a very, you know, sometimes bumpy road. I don't know if a lot of listeners know, uh, you know, they see you on TV and they see you at public events. Uh, what they might not know is that you, are you a lifelong surfer going back to perhaps teenage years? Yeah, teenage years for sure, but then I hung it up for a very long time. Really? How did yeah. you come across it? Uh, back in the teenage years, I, we spent really a lot of time at the beach, Wells Beach. And uh, I, you know, we, then we finally moved down there. We bought my grandparents' house, a little little tiny house that's still there um, in Wells, and we lived there year-round. And uh, so, I, you know, we, summers from college, whatever, I would spend there. And, uh, yeah, I just took it up at that point, and it was um, something I did not not as probably as much as I do now. <laughs> that sounds what does crazy, it do for you? Does it clear the head? It clears or just the head. Fun? I mean, when you're, when you're surfing, you really can't, think of anything else it's you're sort of really focused on the moment and and you know worrying about the challenges of the mayorship or your, your day life is not an option it's just you know you really got to kind of remain focused but then there's points where it is a lull uh, and then it's sort of blissful to kind of hang out and a, a seal will pop its head up or you'll see a fin off in the distance and hmm, really? that's interesting yeah and, <laughs> so it's, and you know you know you know shark fins i hope but uh uh, you know, I don't worry about that. You don't worry thing. about I that? I don't, literally. If you're going to, listen, if you're going to go out, a shark attack is, you know. How far out how would cool you go? Is that, right? I've never surfed, so I don't know. How, how far it depends. out you go? It depends. It on, depends on the on the swell and the directions of the wind and everything. Every day is a different thing. So you can be well over your head or you can be in two feet. It, it, it's So do you get out there when they have these big hurricane warnings? Do you, and they say, don't go to the beach. Do you... Do you actually? <laughs> that's not the not best Not trying to time. set you up to be a bad example or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's not the best time to go. The best time to go is actually right after that. After so the that, waves, okay. during the big, you know, the hurricanes that roll through, it's very disorganized. The waves are all over the place. You see that, right? It's just all white caps, right? It's just, just nastiness out there. Directly after that, though, is usually when the winds calm down, but the waves are still there and they're much better formed. Everything is very really? organized. Um, so it was actually last September. So I go year round. I was, I've, been, I've been, you say getting ready for summer. Summer's actually the worst surf. Really? It is, yeah. So in, in Maine, anyway, fall through spring is, is the best, with winter being the most consistently good. No kidding. Um, so I'll go out in January, things of that nature. And, but I was, speaking of hurricane swells, so last September, we had this series of hurricanes that would sort of come up to Easton Steepboard and, and roll off. And sure enough, I went out one of these beautiful days and, uh, big crew of surfers out there this is in wells and another guy was right next to me which i don't love i don't i'm not out there to make friends and hang out <laughs> so sure enough i rode a wave and they were big they, they were you know sort of overhead sized waves which are when you're there in the scene it's huge it feels like they're gigantic um you know in reality these are probably five to seven foot waves um i crashed into the water as i was emerging his his surfboard hit me right in the face oh and broke my nose and oh. i get hit so hard that i i thought the first thing i thought of was i've heard when you get attacked by a shark it's like being hit and i thought did i just get attacked like did i just get bit by a shark <laughs> i was i was seeing spots i was about to sort of get knocked out 
and uh, blood was everywhere. So I, oh, wow. I, I checked my teeth. They were all there. I, I had no idea really what had gone down. And uh, so I checked my nose. Uh-oh. So yeah, it was The nose didn't feel right. Yeah, no, it didn't look right either. So <laughs> I, I was trying to fix it in the car on the way to the hospital, put it that way. I was making my adjustments. You had to wear a bandage for a while, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I had it fixed twice after that. So the first time they take you to main med and they put you out and they- Oh, wow. Yeah, oh yeah, it was a mess. I was a disaster. Black eyes, the whole thing, and I was—it was my nose was a disaster, and then I kind of got it right, not quite. Uh, I went back in, and uh, you love this. So he, doctor's finally like, "All right, what's your pain threshold?" I'm like, oh, "Just do your thing, man. I got to get this reasonably straight nose and uh, Novocaine up the nose and different things and shots and just and he just started cranking on it with like a, I can only compare it to like a lobster poker, oh. one of those like straight, yeah, where you pull the yeah. meat out. One of those up the nose, and he just started cranking, and uh, that was pretty bad. That was, <laughs> that was a low and point. And you're aware the whole time. They oh, yeah, know, I was no well aware. aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he got it, uh, I think it's about 80%. You was know? it a while before you got back on? It or? was, because yeah. it, it, I didn't, you know, I've never broken my nose. It was, it was pretty fragile for a while, so I got back out in January. So that was September. So that was the longest time I've taken off. It was about four months. Wow. So yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning looks okay. Do you yeah. ask for your space now? Somebody yes, comes up. Yes, yeah. I'm very conscious. <laughs> of that was, that's kind of scared me. I was like, man, I could have really got banged up here. Yeah. And uh, but hey, whatever. You one of your favorite movies is about surfing, right? You it recommended is. it to me, and I and I sure Did enough watched like it. it. Yeah. It's what's it called? The Endless Summer. It's called Endless Summer. It's about a couple guys that travel the world seeking basically the perfect wave in these summer conditions and uh so they travel basically following the summer so they they follow the equator and they go down into like south africa and over to new zealand and you know australia and all that kind of thing and circle back around to to hawaii and they weave in some stories and it's just a great it's a great buddy movie it's a good journey movie as far as the, the very adventures. 60s with the music and the look of i think it. i was born in the wrong time i, I gravitate <laughs> towards those simpler moments you know and uh What's the most exotic place that you've gone surfing? Oh gosh, I don't get far. I mean, some Florida stuff, and I, I you know, I'm, my life is very simple. You know, I, I get up in the morning, fly down to Wells or Moody or Gunquit in that area, do my thing, and I'm back before anybody knows I was gone. So it's usually it's a very early morning kind of situation. Going somewhere that that would be awesome, but you kind of gotta know what you're getting yourself into and the conditions. It's hard just to arrive some new spot and think you're gonna go out and rent a board and do your thing without yeah. any research and that kind we of thing. We had our producer, Ricky, over there. Hey, Ricky. Um, hey, Ricky. He <laughs> actually saw you out there once, and he, he did like a double take, right? You did a double take. Ricky says, is that our mayor? Is he, is he out surfing? Is that a fat guy in a wetsuit? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's him. He surfs. So we knew when we got you in here uh, for this interview that we wanted to ask you about surfing. Yeah, yeah. This has been great. Well, uh, we you. want to thank you so much for agreeing to be our first guest. This is an experiment. This is our, our we're calling it our pilot. And uh, we hope that uh, response to this will be encouraging enough for us to continue. Awesome. Uh, so we thank you very much for uh, believing in this and trusting in this and coming aboard and being our first interview. It's well, you guys will do amazing. You. I don't have to believe in anything. I, I'm fully confident in uh, all your abilities. and It's going to be a big success. So thank I'm, you. I'm excited to see uh, sort of where you go with it. Excellent. Sure. Thank you very much. Right, I've enjoyed thank this. You. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. All right. We're very excited for our next guest, the band B-Side.
with Lowry Robertson and Josh Randall. They're here to perform two songs from their brand new album. It, it came out just a couple of weeks ago, June 21st. From their new album, It Started That Way, which can be purchased at all musical outlets. Ladies and gentlemen, B-Side. This is one from the album, it's called Melancholy.
This next song is called Northern Summertime.
All right, thanks a lot, guys. That was Josh Randall and Lowry Robertson of B-Side. There's more where those two songs came from on their new album, It Started That Way. It can be found anywhere where music can be found. As for this episode, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time on Hey Sanford. <laughs>